Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. I use the Bible's powerful weapon to defeat Satan's strategies. That's why Satan hates the Bible, because the Bible is our offensive weapon against his lies and his deceptions. The Holy Spirit gives the word penetrating power, and it enables truth to go right to the core of a person's moral and spiritual life. Do you ever wonder why there have been such strenuous and sustained attacks on the Bible over the years, even from those who claim to be members of Christ's body, the church? It's clear that the devil hates the scriptures because it has foretold his demise, as do those who, knowingly or not, are on his side. Pastor Mark will be teaching about the warfare all Christ followers are engaged in and the weapons that God has given them to use. He'll also be discussing why God gave these particular weapons, as well as the type of enemies you are to use them against. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Ephesians chapter 6, as he continues his message, defeating Satan by being spiritually dressed in God's armor. Let's look at Ephesians 6, 13. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, simply stand. Now, when God gave us armor, he gave us six pieces of armor. This morning, we're going to cover the sword of the spirit. Now, as you look at that, remember that picture of that soldier, it's physical armor, actual sword that would go in. We are not in that kind of a war. We're in a spiritual war. So we went through five of those pieces of armor that are spiritual in nature, and we'll do the very same thing. So look at verse 17. Look at the spiritual part of this. And the sword of the spirit, not a piece of metal, which is the word of God, the Bible. Interestingly enough, the sword of the spirit is the word of God. It's the only offensive weapon against Satan and his evil strategies that God has given us. That's our weapon. You know, many of you are into the football thing now, and we used to say this in football all the time. Uh, The best defense is a great offense. All right, we've got it. We've got it. We have the offensive weapon that God's designed. Now, you know that the attack against this word of God 
continues in so many ways around our world because of Satan. He hates everything that's going on. When I get back and we talk about the church, it was no different 2,000 years ago when the church was getting started. But I'll give you some unique things that are happening in different countries and even, even something that just happened at the Harvest Crusade, which is a great glory pastor out in California, how the world just hates the word. So we'll share with that with you. Now, that's because Satan knows the power. Now, God added this sort of the spirit so we could defeat all the kind of different ways that Satan does. He lies to us. He tempts us. He has all of these strategies. Now, remember, if you had a physical sword in a real battle, it would actually go right into a person, into their lungs, into the liver, into their stomach, into their neck, whatever, and cause damage. Well, God's word is not like a physical. It's spiritual. But look how powerful it is. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. Notice the key. It penetrates even to the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitude of the heart. So you can see that's all spiritual. That isn't physical. It's not talking about the real heart. Talking about our soul and spirit, the real you and me. Now, interesting, the Bible is living. Does that mean it's breathing? Of course not. It simply means it's alive because it's God breathed. God is the one who gave this living Bible to us. It's not something that just was, when he did that, it still has life in it. It has life in it as we're teaching. For you guys, look at, it's also active, energetic, powerful, productive, effective. And the word I highlighted a moment ago, it penetrates. It knows how to get in. It exposes and judges the spiritual part of man. Now, that warfare is real and personal. So this sword, you're going to see why and how we use it in our lives as Christians. So the warfare that you're in and that I'm in, it's real and it's personal. So here's the last of the six keys. Here it is. The sword of the spirit, the Bible. I, it's personal, every Christian. I use the Bible's powerful weapon to defeat Satan's strategies. That's why Satan hates the Bible. Because the Bible is our offensive weapon against his lies and his deceptions. The Holy Spirit gives the word penetrating power. And it enables truth to go right to the core of a person's moral and spiritual life. You remember, when you became a Christian, you just didn't walk into a church and go, well... I want to get saved today. I kind of know all about it. Let me tell you what I need to do. First, I need to put my trust in Jesus. Now I have to repent of my sins. I know I've always been a sinner. You didn't know any of that. You heard somebody teach the word. And when you heard them teach the word, and they would say, I'll say it the other way, because some of you aren't yet believers, but you'll be one. At the end, we've had people come to Christ every service this weekend as normal. And here's what's going to happen. You were born a sinner. 
So was I. All of us separated from God. But God sent Jesus to the cross. He paid your penalty, my penalty. So all you need to do to become a follower of Christ is understand what the word of God says. If I believe in my heart that Jesus was raised from the dead and I believe in that kind of thing, then I will be saved. So here's what happened. You got saved. I got saved because of the power of what? The word of God. Why do you think we teach it? Why do you think Satan hates the word? The last thing he wants is a person becoming a Christian. That's his whole goal. This is the focus, the word of God. That's why we still teach it. Now, Peter, when he was filled with the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, he preached his very first sermon. And he was anointed by the Holy Spirit as he was speaking. And just imagine this. He was preaching to thousands of Jewish people who didn't believe that Jesus was Messiah at all. What kind of an audience would that be? And he was preaching from Psalm 16 and Psalm 110 in the Old Testament. Now, interesting, the reason I mention that, these Jewish people would have known those Psalms because that's all they had. Peter, he didn't have an iPad to teach from. He didn't have a Bible to teach from. He didn't have a scroll to preach from. He remembered as a young child, or maybe Jesus mentioned it to him in those years that he traveled with him for those three years. He remembered these verses and how they applied. So watch what Peter's final words in the sermon are. Listen. Therefore, Peter says, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus. Now watch this. They don't believe in Jesus. This Jesus whom you crucified. Whoa. That was bold. He made him both Lord and God. Now, if you're here and you don't believe in Jesus, and I just said to you, Jesus is real. You crucified him. What do you think you might do to Peter? I'm bucking down because you're going to try to stone me. That would be a natural reaction today. But I want you to see what happened. This is amazing. And when the people heard this, they didn't throw stones. When they heard this, let's read it together. They were cut to the heart. A real knife? No. The word of God. They were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, I'll paraphrase We're guilty. We didn't know it. We're sorry. What should we do now? Now, when you see that happening, look what Peter says. Peter replied, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for man's greatest need for forgiveness of, notice, your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, was it Peter's amazing sermon that did that? Absolutely not. What was it? The sword of the Spirit. They'd never heard truth before, backed up from the Scripture in the Old Testament. They couldn't realize that Jesus was connected to those verses. So here is Peter, first sermon, 
3,000 people get saved in one day. I'd like to preach that sermon someday. (laughs) 3,000? But it isn't me. It's the power of the word of God. It's the truth convicting them that they were wrong. And that truth, when it went into their heart, it said, Peter ends it. Oh, this isn't to get rid of you. This is so you can have a brand new start. See, it doesn't matter what you've done. If you're not a believer here, God isn't interested in your past. These people were the same people, many of them, that said this. Crucify him. Doesn't matter what you've done in the past. Satan will always say to you, sin too much, no good, God won't accept you. No, 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 no. That truth went into them, and Peter said, look, you can repent. You can be forgiven. You just got to believe in Jesus, and you get a brand new start. That's fantastic. So here's what I want you to see. This is very important to us. Write this next step down. Christ followers, God helps us to use the sword of the Spirit, notice, to give hope, to give hope and life to unbelievers. It's not just against Satan, but it's for unbelievers to be able to share that with them, that they have hope if they'll put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. So I can use this word in a very positive, loving way to kind of minister to unbelievers or hurting people, a lot of different things. But you remember in the scripture, Jesus, when he began his ministry at the age of 30, he went to have John the Baptist baptize him in water. Not because he had any sin. It was just to identify with you and me. And the very next thing is the Holy Spirit came on him. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. And the next thing we find out, he wasn't only filled, but he was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness for 40 days of prayer and fasting. Now, the Holy Spirit didn't lead him in to be tempted. He led him in to be tested. And so here's Jesus. He goes right into the wilderness And for 40 days, he's fasting and he's praying. At the end of that time, Satan knew an opportunity. He came and it was Jesus in the wilderness and Satan. And Satan came to Jesus and gave him three temptations, three in a row. And I'm just going to give you one of them. And I want you to see how Jesus uses the sword against the lies of Satan. Now, this is just one of the three. And the tempter, Matthew 4, 3, the tempter, Satan, came to him and said, if you are the son of God, some translations say, since you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Now, if you haven't eaten for 40 days... Is that a little tempting to you? Okay, like, do I need to say that again? Are you deaf? (laughs) Let's try it again. If you haven't eaten for 40 days, would even a piece of moldy bread be tempting to you? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, see, sometimes we don't get this. If temptation isn't tempting, it isn't temptation. Does Satan know how to tempt us with things that look really good? He just never tells us the end result of it. So here he is. And what Satan's saying to Jesus, look, you're the son of God. I know you're hungry. God doesn't care. Say the word. 
could Jesus have done that? Of course. So this is a real temptation. In fact, if you and I are there, I'm thinking, Jesus, help me. Help me. May this be a piece of sourdough bread that just came out of the oven with butter on it. Oh, the fan's blowing this. Some of you didn't eat this morning. Sorry. Okay. But watch what Jesus does. And Jesus answered, it is written, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. What does Jesus say? I'm not going to meet my physical needs. Oh, I'm hungry. But I am going to follow the leading of the spirit. So he decided to put the spirit man first. And you might say, well, really, is that going to be? What is he saying? I look for direction in my life, not from you. God didn't tell me to make this. I could have done it. Breads and loaves and fishes, you know, I could do it. But I'm waiting for God. Now, that was amazing to me because did God ever minister to his physical needs? Yes. After these three temptations, it says the angels came and ministered to Jesus. So what he's saying is, I find direction in my life from the will of God, which is found in the word of God. And I refuse to do that. Now, here's something that quite a few of you probably don't know, but some of you know. But it's a great review. The Bible uses two different Greek words for the word, the word of God. Those two words are logos, and I'll explain to you very simply in a moment, logos, and rhema, rhema. So logos is all the written word of God. What you have in your hand, a Bible, on your iPad, whatever, that is logos. It's all from God. It's the written word of God. Now, the next word, notice, is a rhema word. That means a specific verse or passage from the Logos, from the Bible. It means that specific passage or verse from the Bible that the Holy Spirit speaks into our lives when I'm facing a certain situation in my life. Now, Some people take this totally wrong. They misunderstand the definition. Some people say, well, I got a word from God yesterday, and they give you this word, and you go, well, that doesn't sound like the Bible to me. Well, it doesn't have to be in the Bible. God gave me that word for me. Ah, sorry. What does the Bible say? We can't add a word or subtract a word. It's the finished product from God. Amen? That's why we have some of the cults out there. We're adding our own or the head of a certain church. I'm interpreting that word different. Well, it doesn't match your Bible. It doesn't matter. God spoke to me. Liar, liar, deceiver, deceiver. And we see that more and more today. So don't misunderstand this. This is the Bible. God can give me, and I'll show you how in a moment, a rainbow, a word that comes out of here that speaks to a specific situation where I'm at. Now, watch how this fits here for Jesus. Watch this. By the way, Logos, here's what it sounds like. All scripture is God-breathed, all. And it's useful teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness. Now, both of these, Logos and Rhema, are crucial to our Christian life. God uses the Logos word 
to speak his rhema word from us. So in other words, any word that God's going to make at that moment special to me comes from the written word of God, not from somebody's idea. Now, watch what you see on the overhead. We already read it, but I want you to see it. And Jesus answered, it is written, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word. That is not logos, that's rhema. Every word that comes from the mouth of God. Now, what Jesus in every one of those temptations, he went back to the book of Deuteronomy and he pulled out every one of those was a different temptation. And he used a different verse for every one of those temptations. In other words, he said to Satan, watch this, zip, fits perfectly. Watch the second one, zip, fits perfectly. It's not, oh, God loves you today, and the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Nothing wrong with that, that's fantastic, but didn't fit the situation. Are you getting it? And the third one, whoop. And you know what happened at the three? Satan left. He was defeated. The sword, whoo, the sword of the spirit is powerful. That's amazing. Now you say, well, Pastor Mark, that's Jesus. Yes. Do you know that you and I are supposed to do the very same thing? And I'm going to explain to you what that looks like. Now, I want you to write this down first. Every Christ follower has the Holy Spirit. Now listen, the author of the Bible living in you 24-7. The minute you became a Christian, the author of the Bible, the Holy Spirit, came to live in you. That means the Holy Spirit can give me a rhema word, a specific verse from the Bible to speak to a certain situation that I'm in front of. I can be speaking to an unbeliever Maybe he gives me a question I'm having a hard time answering, or I'm thinking, how am I going to answer that? Do you know that he can give me, you've experienced it, he can give me an exact word right from here that only fits this person for this situation. Zip! And it's the answer. Amen? Now, that's to an unbeliever. But if I'm counseling, you're counseling a friend, another Christian, and they're, they're asking you a question. I'm in trouble with my marriage. I'm in difficulty with this situation. You, realize, you know what God can do? Give you an exact word. Exact word that can minister to them. I was shopping the other day, and, and I was looking. I, was, I only have one item. I'm looking. You know how the lines usually are. Lord, help me. And there was a gal standing out just like this. And there was nobody else in the line. I went, thank you, Jesus. I got right there. And when I went there, she says, Pastor Mark. And I went through, and I went, okay, this is not by accident. And she began sharing some things, personal, can't tell you, but I knew it instantly. She had her bracelet on. I knew instantly the word, and I just spoke a word of hope and comfort and encouragement to her, right from the word of God. In today's lesson, Pastor Mark taught more about the spiritual armor God's made available to you. We also talked about the sword of the Spirit, the one offensive weapon you've been given. You learned how Peter used this sword on the day of Pentecost, causing thousands of people to recognize their own sin. This is the same sword God has given you to use on His behalf in your life. 
There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue his teaching defeating Satan by being spiritually dressed in God's armor. You'll learn more about the proper uses of the sword of the Spirit, God's Word. You'll discover that there's a wrong way to use it as well as a right way, and how to use God's Word when speaking with non-believers. This will make you a better disciple of Jesus. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time. As Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series, Blessed, that's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.